0: Greetings, Charles County. My name is Jennifer Harris, and I'm the Chief of Media Services for Charles County Government. I am also the designated PIO for the COVID-19 emergency. I shared with you just a couple of days ago that we were up over 4,000 cases in the state of Maryland. Today, that number has dramatically increased to 5,529 confirmed cases across the state of Maryland. Locally here in Charles County, we now have 164 confirmed cases. Part of that dramatic increase has to do with the fact that more testing is occurring, and as more test results are coming back, we are becoming aware of the larger number of people who actually have coronavirus. So today I'm going to be talking with Amber Stern. She's an epidemiologist at the Charles County Department of Health, where she has served for the past 16 years. Welcome, Amber, and thank you for joining us today by phone.
1: Thank you for for having me today.
0: Amber, I'd like to get started with your experience here uh, in a number of public health crises. And uh, I know you have been through this drill before. This one might feel a little different. Tell us a little bit about your background and um, and what we're dealing with today and how it might look different from previous things that you've been through.
1: So I have a uh, Master's of Public Health in Epidemiology from the University of Kentucky. I really focused all of my studies on infectious diseases. Uh, When I first came out of school, uh, I worked for the Maryland Department of Health um, in Baltimore and for the CDC's Emerging Infections Program. So uh, I have an extensive background in infectious disease surveillance. Um, As you said, this is a completely different scale than anything we've really seen before. I've been in the county uh, for 16 years and have seen a lot of other situations, such as H1N1, and uh, Ebola and Zika and some of these other ones that have been the emerging uh, diseases that we've had to deal with. But with each of those, we've knew those enemies. Um, and so this one is a little different in that we really don't know this organism. And we're all learning as we go. Um, so it is a grander scale than anything that I've ever done. Uh, things I've studied and pre- been prepared for. But it's a definitely a, a larger scale than, than previous events.
0: I can say from my point of view, it feels different as well. I'm sitting here in a studio recording basically alone. And four weeks ago, we were able to have people in the studio, we were able to host conversations, you were in here filming a PSA about social distancing. So the scale of how we have dramatically cut back in our contact with each other has changed in a way that I've never experienced before. I think we're all going through these changes together and building the plane as we fly. So I appreciate and you know, uh, everything you've done to help help us communicate as we've encountered every new challenge. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more today about a place that I saw you at last week, our Veep site, where we have our first drive-through testing availability to the public here in Waldorf. And I know that last week we operated on Wednesday and Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now we've switched those days and hours to Tuesday, Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. But it's not as simple as just driving up and getting tested if you have symptoms. So let's start with how you get an appointment and how that process works to actually get tested at a VEEP location. Can you walk us through that?
1: Absolutely. The testing is available for patients with symptoms who are at high risk for complications of COVID-19. So it's really your healthcare provider in the local health department who can help you determine whether you meet the criteria for testing. You'll need a provider order and an appointment to receive to receive a COVID-19 testing at a VEAP testing site. And I'm going to outline the steps to get that appointment. So the first step is call your healthcare provider for evaluation. If you don't have a healthcare provider, you can call the County Department of Health COVID-19 hotline at 301 609 717. Health department nurses are available to answer your questions and to help people determine if they meet criteria for testing. The health department cannot order the testing for anyone, but we can provide people with information on where to go to be evaluated by a healthcare provider who can make that testing occur. Second step is once you've been determined that you qualify for a test, your provider can order a test online through a CRIS which is the Regional Health Information Exchange that serves Maryland and the District of Columbia. It's really, this is really an important step because the VEEP testing sites are by appointment only, and we cannot accept paper orders or paper prescriptions written by a provider. Step three, once your provider orders, through, submits the order online, you can receive an email with your order confirmation code and a link to self to self schedule. Um, so you can either go onto that website to, to self schedule or it'll give you a phone number that you can call if you prefer to make an appointment over the phone. Please remember that the number of appointment slots is dependent on the number of supplies we have available. We only have enough kits to fill the scheduled appointments each day.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that's an important point point we've been trying to make all along is that there still remains a shortage in testing kits. And so we really have to work together to prioritize those most in need of getting tested first. Uh, Once you schedule this test and you've gone through all the appropriate steps to get an appointment, what will the experience of coming to the drive-through facility be? For those who might have been there before, you, you would know that you come down Post Office Road and then drive back to an interior. Your location where you drive up to get your emissions testing done what will that look like and how will that be different um, in terms of um, approaching the testing site today?
1: So on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you get there there are two intake stations and when you come to the first one it's really important that you keep your window up and follow any signs that you see. When you get there, there will be two staff members who are working on checking in, and they're going to come up to you to the window, while it's up, and ask to see your your ID. That way, they can verify that you have an appointment in the system. Then they'll let you uh, go ahead and make the right turn into uh, Henry Ford Circle and come towards the V site. Uh, when you get to to the to the V uh, location, there'll be another intake station where again keeping your window up you're going to read the signage that they have for you and again putting your id up they're able to find your appointment within the crisp system and check you in and then from there they'll give you instructions on how to follow into testing
0: what is the experience of getting the test actually like? We've heard there's swabbing involved. There might be some mild discomfort. Are all of those things accurately portrayed? Is there anything unique we'd need to know about how that works once you actually approach the, the person who's going to be testing you?
1: Uh, so the test is what's called a nasopharyngeal swab. Um, it's, the test requires a clinician to insert a single long swab that looks like a really long Q-tip. Into the back of a person's nostril. For most people, they're going to experience mild discomfort at most, but um, it isn't the most comfortable thing to have to (laughs) to have done. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're all very everyone that is giving uh, performing that test. Those are all nurses who are trained to to, uh, take that specimen.
0: One of the other things that I noticed for our listeners who may not have been there uh, yet is that the National Guard is very present there. It's a different sort of experience than you would normally have just driving up to get your car emissions tested. People are, uh, you know, uh, located all along the path to approach the site where you would check in. So there's a lot of security Um, But there's also a lot of uh, just supervision of the site in general. So you don't really want to show up there and just try to get in line for an appointment. It doesn't really work that way. And so that's very important for our public to know. When you have been tested and you exit the site, which I'm assuming happens fairly promptly since everybody has an appointment. When uh, would you receive your results after getting that test? How quickly would that happen?
1: Uh, So your results will be communicated uh, within seven days by your healthcare provider, whoever was the provider who ordered that test. Um, If you haven't received your results within a few days after testing, you should really call the provider to see if the results are available. Uh, Some people have experienced reporting delays because of the large number of tests that are being processed each day by the commercial lab.
0: I understand. So while you're waiting for those results... A lot of people are going to be asking the question, how do I manage those symptoms at home? I've heard all sorts of horror stories, probably on the news, online, through my neighbors or friends, about how this can take a drastic turn for the worse, and I'm concerned about being sent home to quarantine until I know my actual results. What advice can you give to people who... Uh, might be uh, anxious or uncertain about how to get through that time when they're waiting for their result and any steps they should take if they do feel they need to be seen by a health care provider.
1: It's important to stay at home and self-isolate. Now wash your hands frequently with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Now limit your contact with, with pets and animals. Uh, wear a mask if you have one when you're around other people. Uh, clean and disinfectant frequently touched objects and services like doorknobs, kitchen counters, bathroom surfaces. Monitor your symptoms. Uh, that's really important. Take your your temperature twice a day. Note if you have any new symptoms. And if your symptoms get worse, please call your health care provider's office. Do not go to an urgent care facility or an emergency department without calling first. And if you're having a medical emergency, such as difficulty breathing, call 911. And make sure that you tell that 911 operator that you were tested for COVID and are waiting for results so that they can take precautions.
0: That's all very good advice. Thank you for going through that uh, detailed uh, process of how, how to move forward. I know that um, you may not be able to share specific data just yet about this, but some of the most vulnerable uh People are not actually what we first thought. We did think it was only affecting older people, but what we're learning now is that it's people with underlying health conditions that can often take a turn for the worse more quickly. If you are one of those individuals who has diabetes or hypertension or some other uh, underlying condition like asthma that might make you more vulnerable, uh, if and when you get tested, should you be um, monitoring your um symptoms more carefully and staying in frequent contact with your healthcare provider, what advice can you give for people who might be concerned about that?
1: And this is really one of the reasons why we have the V testing sites is to test those people who we know are most vulnerable and those that are symptomatic who have those underlying conditions, the ones that knowing they have the disease will help us to, to determine how... To, um, to treat them or to provide supportive care if they do become, develop severe illness. Um, so really it's the same advice of make sure that you're communicating with your healthcare provider. That's so important that they know the situation. Um, and to, and to really monitor your symptoms. And, and if they are getting worse, to make sure that you are, um, are calling 911 if you're in an emergency situation and making sure that the that the 911 operator and the emergency department are aware of your situation before you come
0: in. Thank you for sharing all of that important and valuable information with us today Amber. I just want to reiterate to our listeners we're talking with Amber Stern. She's an epidemiologist at the Charles County Department of Health. I want to emphasize the following points. If you're trying to get scheduled to go through our drive through testing site in Waldorf at the Veep station, you do need to get in order in with your health care provider they will screen you first that needs to be submitted through their state system to give you an online code to make that appointment so you cannot drive up and get an appointment on demand we're really prioritizing testing to those people with underlying conditions and are most vulnerable to um, uh, having issues related to symptoms on the with the coronavirus Any last uh, words of advice uh, for those out there who are concerned about this, uh, worried about maybe whether they need to be tested and what to do if they have been tested and have received a positive diagnosis?
1: If you if you test positive, you should self isolate at home for seven days after your symptoms started, or three days after your last fever, whichever is longer, and. Your symptoms need to improve significantly. Continue to practice good hygiene, including frequent and thorough hand washing, disinfecting high-touch surfaces, and frequently washing your clothing and your bedding. Limit your contact with pets and animals. Practice social distancing within your home and wear a mask around your family members or other people. Should be, you really need to remember that the vast majority of people recover from this disease in one to two weeks. Most people will have mild to moderate symptoms and will be advised to recover at home and isolate themselves from others. Ideally, you should stay in a separate bedroom where you can recover without sharing immediate space with others. You will need to have access to necessary resources, food, medications while you recover. Depending on the severity of your symptoms, you'll need a caregiver available to provide support. Caregivers should also practice good hygiene, including frequent and thorough hand washing, avoiding touching their face, and frequently disinfecting those high-touch surfaces, and prohibit visitors who don't have an essential need to be in your home. Uh, for some people, COVID can lead to a, a serious illness, and if someone has a serious illness from COVID-19, they may need to be admitted to the hospital. can't stress enough to continue to practice those good hygiene practices, such as frequently and thoroughly hand-washing, disinfecting high-touch surfaces, and frequently washing clothing and bedding, and practicing social distancing in your home and in public.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, Amber. It emphasizes all the important points we've been making with the community over the last two weeks. Please continue to follow these important and simple steps to keep yourself safe and healthy. Once again, if you do have any additional questions, you can always call the Charles County call center for advice they have a hotline at 301-609-6717 the hours of operation i believe are monday through friday 8 a.m to 10 p.m is that accurate amber that's correct uh it's
1: it's seven days a week. Seven days a week. Thank you for
0: correcting me. So it's now available to you seven days a week. Please share this podcast or this YouTube video, depending on what platform you're watching, with your friends, neighbors, and anybody in our Charles County community who might need to access this information and is not aware that it's available. This is the most important way that we can get out information locally about how to access testing and what steps you need to be taking right now to take care of yourself and your family. Amber, thank you once again for joining us. We appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak.
0: Charles County Health Department epidemiologist Amber Starn and if you need further information you can always visit their website charlescountyhealth.org they have an abundance of information there links to resources that are credible including our partners at the CDC and the Maryland Department of Health if you have any further questions about how the county is responding you can always visit our website at charlescountymd.gov thank you for listening today and we'll keep you posted on updates as they occur